Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name is John. There's Brady, Brett, Big Dick Toledo. Uh, the morning sickness is here. And are you going out today? I am. He's heading out again this morning. More right. chances to win a car and uh, all sorts of stuff. All you got to do is get your cans out. Whip your cans yes, out. Yes, please That's do. All Brett wants. You bring down your cans. <laughs> Loads them expired. Whatever. No, don't. No, do that. we don't want your expired cans. <laughs> want your healthy, fresh cans to show up, and you might win a car. That's right. Ten of them. We need ten of them per person. Yep. So bring friends. And if you can't make it, cash donations as well, and we'll Ooh. get you in the drawing. All right, there you go. You want a Sanderson Ford or Sanderson Lincoln? We'll tell you where Brett's going in a little while. I forgot. It's Thursday. You're heading somewhere. You're going places, yeah. kid. All right, so we'll get Brett out there this morning and uh, have all that stuff happen. I got an email last night from a guy, and I just laughed because I assumed he was drunk, and that might be the bigot in me. <laughs> uh, it says, I just want to say, hi, Holmberg, and love all you do and all the crap you talk. Keep it real, bro. I'm a Native American who... Is also a Ravens fan, and you're going to hold that against me, and I don't care. Not going to stop me from listening, but I am Hopi. And yes, Brett, we do have a problem with those Navajos, <laughs> mostly with land disputes. And yes, uh, the Navajo from Plato a few weeks ago wishes he was Hopi, because then he wouldn't have to worry about effing his family and his cousins. Jesus. I know. <laughs> he could say the letter H, probably, but I digress. I don't know what that means. Uh, Brady, keep stroking. Bert, keep up with the laughs because I love it. I feel the same way as you, Bert. They're all funny. I feel as a Native American, my humble opinion, I can rightfully say I'm a redskin and I'm proud of it. Here's a new one for you. Hashtag, hashtag redskins matter. Half, hashtag chief I'll smack awoke. <laughs> this came at uh, like 8, 9 o'clock. Like, man, this guy just... Oh, screw this. I'm going to tell Holmberg all about it. 
I'm in, man. <laughs> By the way, from two weeks ago, that bothered me about them hopies. Yeah, Navajos. <laughs> yeah, he went nuts, and I just started laughing. And then I realized, am I bad because I automatically assumed it was a drunk, drunk. Indian yeah, emailing me for <laughs> no reason? Not at all. Brett says no. Brady says maybe a little. It's right in between. Very there. possible. <laughs> Very possible. Uh, it's supposed to rain tonight, so everybody's kind of excited that we actually have weather on the way, which is nice. Joints are hurting. And the good news about the rain, yeah, I get some joint pains. Like, ooh, my, my trick knee. Uh, my, uh, the good news about it is that it's not supposed to rain till the evening, which means... Day two of the very detailed and timely hunger strike will not get wet. Those kids can't be out there in their hunger strike and get wet. So hopefully after 6 o'clock when their shifts are over in the hunger strike uh, down at the Capitol that they can get home before the rain so nobody catches the cold. It's the cold and flu season, as we all know, not to mention the, the COVID is still out there. I don't know if the rain helps or hurts that, but... Don't get sick, kids. If not, if it rains earlier, that uh, oh. capital is going to be full of WAP. Oh, there's going to be <laughs> WAP. Hungry WAP, Brady. You can't have that. <laughs> You're an hour or two away from their dinner and their hunger strike from 9 to 6. And then the rains come. I mean, this they've picked a poor week. They should have picked a better weather time. It's, un- it's unpredictable in the winter, week before Christmas. Don't you have family coming in? Don't you have to worry about grandma catching whatever it is you've got when you're rolling out there? It just What is that? Nine hours outside? Good Lord, what are they thinking? Oh, construction time to talk about it, too, because a couple of them might be up right now getting their hair ready. For oh, yeah, their, no, they got to shift. because yeah, they probably like one of the boys that's in the hunger strike, and they, they don't want to look stupid. Construction workers, can you imagine being outside for nine hours a day? Roofers, can you even imagine it? I and mean, these kids, are they're putting it all on the line. All I did was read about these idiots yesterday and trying to find out more of what their goals are, and they're still stupid. Like everything about them, it's stupid. a long list. What is their it goal? Is, oh, it's oh, he's it? right. It's okay. a long list. They want like every stupid thing you could imagine for voting. They want it like immediately. Like Wonderful. they they want to like they want to have election days last for months. Fifteen. Yeah, days? they want a full fifteen days. Oh, screw for that. Sure. They want uh, felons voting. They want prisoners to be able to vote. They want to redraw all the lines to be favorable to what they believe in. Like they're like, not only do they want to stop gerrymandering, which is a real thing, they want to gerrymander it to benefit them. It only counts if they're like, we want to redraw the lines to where it would benefit us, not you. And I'm like, oh, well, what, when does that end? Because isn't there an opposite opposite side that now is going to go down there and go hungry for eight or nine hours a day? And man, I can't even imagine it. I and John, you mentioned how um, the voting process is, is kind of lazy to begin with oh, if yeah. you're not doing it. The, the stuff that they're requesting just makes it, it makes <laughs> lazier. It, yeah, makes it lazier and uh, lazier and lazier. More cooks in the kitchen yeah. is never a good thing. But man, I and I shouldn't say cooks in the kitchen to these people because they are <laughs> not, not nine hours time. a day. Yeah. They're in a hunger strike. I hope Kirsten Cinema oh. just lets them starve to death. Well, literally, that would be I'm pretty done. funny if she's like idiots for, for the <laughs> rest of their lives. They take a work day and they don't eat. I wonder if they go home until they, she gets here. <laughs> I have to get home and make sure I watch the last season of Stewardess. It can't be out all night. It's dark. It's downtown by the homeless. Yuck. Isn't that who you're trying to protect? No. There's people who commit crimes all over. You mean felons, the ones you want to vote? Yuck. No. Is that what that is? <laughs> Why are you going home? Because it's dangerous down here. Oh. So you want felons to vote. You don't want them around you, though. They're going to go downtown. That's the avenues for crying out loud, that Wesley Bowling yeah, Plaza. Oof. That's right there in the avenues. Egads. 
All the real uh, politicians have gone home. There's no more protection down there for you after dark. They're like, we don't want to spend the rest of the night with the angry homeless that haven't eaten in days. Oh, my. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I know how it is, homeless guy. I haven't eaten since 9 this morning. Early since the 9th of June. My God, he's on a strike, too. Nope. I will eat your ass, I'm telling you right now, baby. I'll barbecue you. (laughs) That's going to happen. Uh, I can't help but mention this because as I was driving in, I I checked the news to see that the world hasn't blown up on my way in. And I listened to Jim, and and it makes me realize how different this show is and why it's successful versus others. Uh, Jim and his uh, partner, Jamie, on the the KTAR News. And I know Jim Sharp. I know he is filthy and just, you know, it's just not the person that's on the air. It's just not. And he can't be. You know, he's doing his job. He can't can't be the guy I know, uh, which makes it so people see through it. But then he does this thing where he said, uh, I like when it rains at night because I get – I don't have to let my dogs like convince them to go out in that because if it's, you know in the daytime they look at me like I'm not going out in that. And he goes at night they don't know so they go out. And I think dogs will know. And he goes and he makes a little joke and he says you do realize that you know a few generations ago you guys were out living in this anyway to the thing. And I said so it's just tough for me to get them outside. And then his partner Jamie goes same thing with my husband and they both go oh oh oh, oh, oh boy somebody's in trouble when they get home and I'm like wow. And then I started to weigh. The things that we've been in trouble for when we get home versus that. And I'm like, if that ever got anybody in this room in trouble, there's no possible way we'd survive any any of it. Oh, the things we say on here about everything. They're like, oh, my goodness. that's And they wouldn't let it go. It's like, boy. And then Jim's like, man, that's the first time I'm ever glad I'm not you. This is, ooh, ooh. You said your husband won't go outside when you say, oh, oh. You know how many offices are in? Did you hear Did Jim you hear this that? morning? I hear Jamie and, her, line. Jamie and her husband are getting a divorce. Jim made it quite clear that that was going to be really bad when she gets home. She made some offhanded comment about not being allowed to have her husband outside. When I mean, she's it was uncomfortable. Let's just put it. And I'm like, Jesus, God almighty. There are still people out there who, who think that that's a thing. And then I remember Bob Brenly when he does uh, baseball broadcasts, and I love Bob. I think he's one of the best broadcasters in all. In fact, I think he's the most fun to listen to. It's just the team he calls is the worst thing in the world to watch. But he does stuff like he's like you know he'll he'll just go whatever, happy wife, happy life. Yep. He, and that to me is the most insulting thing you can say, which is I don't really give a f- about what you think or say, lady. If you want it, just leave me out of it. I'm not talking to you. I don't care. But I find that funny and also defeated to a point where. You're just like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. But this one, whew. Can you imagine, Brady, ever? If, if Ronnie ever said that about you, you'd just five across the face, right? Right in the public. Sometimes I have trouble getting Brady to leave the house to go out. <laughs> just start smacking her around. How dare you? How dare you in front of people? But There's a little code behind the Brandley thing. What, he hates his wife? Man code. No, happy wife, happy life. What's the man code on that? I'm here's just how, Here's I how lose. you keep him happy. That's how you keep doing what you're doing. Oh, he's saying happy wife, happy life because yeah. he doesn't like her. That's what I hear from that. It's like, I don't like her anymore. Uh, I can't divorce her. If she stays happy, I keep my money. That's basically what Bob Brenly's yeah. saying. He's not saying, God, I love when my wife's happy. That would be different. Happy wife is good for me. Whatever that bitch wants, that's basically what he's saying. And it's just a hilarious way to do it. But it is a defeated thing. Give her whatever she wants. And I can do whatever I want. So it's, it's the Kobe Bryant theory of just buy her the things that she needs. 
and now I'll, I'll be over here in Colorado with yellow diamonds, yeah. whatever, <laughs> yeah, it takes. whatever it takes, whatever it takes to keep her from talking to me. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but it was very funny because I listened and I just started to weigh all the times where we say something, turn it off, and look at each other like, oh, yeah, you're probably going to have to answer for that one. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. You've had a couple where we've asked, like, is Medea going to be all right with that? Oh, she's fine. Usually she texts with a big fat, oh, you guys are f- idiots. Yep, yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so you, have to have a, you have to have a strong person on the other side yep. of this thing to understand at the uh, case. But, oh, my God, did Jamie West think she landed one? She really thought, oh. I've really I've thrown a, a nuke into this situation, and she's probably strutting around today, going, "I've got a real acerbic way to talk about my husband. I'm a strong woman." Uh huh. Uh-huh. Did they did they wrap it up by going, "We got to stop this and get back yeah. to traffic every yeah. six minutes"? We got to do some more traffic right now. <laughs> Hopefully, your husband's not out there trying to speed down here to smack you in the face, which you should. <laughs> it was just so soft, and they were like thrown. Oh, oh. Is there any news about her husband killing people in the neighborhood? I was dying. Dying. And then I came in and Brady was playing a clip from a show in San Diego that is uh, talking about dying kids because they're trying to get money from people. There's always a station in every market, multiple, that yeah. do those like Christmas miracle things. Yeah, you write a letter and tell everybody how your kid's dying and then you get tickets to do a leap. I something. think some of them might even just say, hey, why don't you use ours? I'm sure. Pass them around. The way radio works, I'm positive those letters are all from a from a place that, you know, like a service. Like the voice acting thing that they have or the War of the Roses? And I, would like oh, yeah. I would be happy to be. I would be happy somebody to. writes letters? I could write some serious, awesome, we should try I'm it. with my son right now. I should, he's, he's in hospice and he's, he's not able to swallow his ice chips anymore. If I could get tickets to Dua Lipa in March, I think it, it's what he would want. Uh, it's going to give him a reason to live until March when I can see Dua shake her ass. Oh, we should send those into John Jane Rich. They'd read them. I know. That's, that's, we got to do it. The bad thing about that is, and I have to remind myself of this, it works. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah. Not with our audience. Right. Because they like authenticity and humanity. It works for the other ones who are afraid of everything. They think their kids might be dying anyway. Like everybody with like the the worried mother is the John Jay and Rich one. The so Bigfoot you, audience. <laughs> they believe in Bigfoot. Uh, I don't know. If the ghosts. That, I was, was going to say the single spirits. moms. Single moms. The spirit thing probably goes into the John Jay. I don't know about Bigfoot, but that's pretty great. <laughs> If all John Jay and Rich's single moms and bedazzled jeans also we believe in We should do a Bigfoot. survey. We should, I, you know what? I'm speaking just on the thought. I can't imagine it, but you might be right. They're not bright. Mercury is moving like crazy. Yeah, I, that could be. It's in retrograde. It's not. They don't know. They're, that's what I picture their audience. Yeah. Be, but those letters work. I'll take the Bigfoot thing back, maybe. Yeah, I would imagine there's a few Bigfoot ones, but I think it's whatever... The, the the smart person in the house is telling them whether or not to believe. So it would have to be yeah, that's a different guy crew. too. Like I can believe John Jay believes in Bigfoot because, come on, this dude, he's not. not There's an article right. out not the other all, he's day. Not, he's not home all the way. About the 67, 1967 film, the original one where you see him running across. Oh yeah, 
and they had experts analyzing the gate. Right. It's uh, it definitely was not made by a human. All right, so it's probably dead by now. Where are the other <laughs> According ones? Where are the bones? To these experts. I, I say that to Bigfoot believers all the <laughs> time. Where are the bones? You haven't found- we got dinosaur bones, millions of years old. And if you ever present that to a Bigfoot, it's like I've talked to real Bigfoot believers, right. and they want to argue with me. You actually know a real one? Well, no, or have run into are two okay. different things. <laughs> I was say, you got, first you got off, some strange friends. I'd never be friends okay, with somebody. All right. uh, immediately, I could find you to be the most charming individual on the planet. Be like, man, this guy might be, he's on a fast track. He's in the top 10, and he's moving up with a bullet to being one of my best friends. And then he breaks out that, and I also am a fervent believer that Bigfoot is real. It's immediately the friendship has ended. Goodbye. It is over. That and ghosts, ghosts affecting them. I can, I can, I'll give you the ideas. Like, yeah, maybe ghosts. Like, somebody who's on the fence. Like, I think maybe ghosts could be real. I don't know what we know, what we don't know. And I'm like, I can live with that. But somebody's like, no. Ghosts not only are real, but sometimes they move stuff in my house. I'm like, all right, we cannot be friends. You're unpredictably crazy. But Bigfoot people and flat earthers are exactly the same to me. But Bigfoot people, uh, they, I had a guy chat with me about it. One of our, imagine that at one of our station events. And he started to tell me, like, where? He goes, you really don't believe that there's possibility of a Bigfoot. I'm like, no. Where are the bones? Yeah, if, it's, I mean, if it's you come Washington. down to an animal expert and say, is there a possibility of a new species out there that hasn't been? To- yes, but the odds of that being a Bigfoot and not, and not being discovered yet. A new species that possibly is microscopic. <laughs> 19, yeah, yeah, yeah like something little. Like, oh, wow, they found a new bark beetle in, right. in Washington. You're not, the Washington area has had people in it for a long time. If there was Bigfoot, there'd be more than one. Yeah, and there'd be multiple, and you'd find some bones, and then so I I presented the idea like, well, what about bones? Like you never like if Bigfoot's been around, he's not new, and he's still current, so he's been a thing for a while. What about the bones? Because we find dinosaur bones all over the place, all over the place, and we're oh, you can't prove that. Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm talking to the dumbest man in the world. You're going to argue against everything just to make Bigfoot real, and then you just put your hand out and say, it's been a pleasure. We will never speak again because you are a retarded adult. Goodbye now. And then you just walk away. Bigfoot buyers. And there's nobody out there who really believes it. There can't be. He'd get loose once. Like Bigfoot would get, if he's that wise, wouldn't he start his own little civilization if he knows not to wander into somebody's trash? He would be, if coyotes come down in the city, because most right. animals, when they're the hungry, food is. Yeah. And Bigfoot would follow them because oh, he probably yeah. eats coyotes. What's his diet? We don't have one Bigfoot, one piece of Bigfoot information. Oh, I hate the Bigfoot people. I don't know who I hate more, the, the, the ghost people or the Bigfoot people. What about Loch Ness Monster? Uh, that's not, that, those are Scots and they're idiots. And they know that that's just a tourist attraction. <laughs> that's turned into more fun than anything. There's a handful that's still. And, and the Loch Ness Monster is funny because it's like one. Like if that Loch Ness, which Loch is just their Lake. They're choked out, gross way of saying the word lake. Oh, God. We clear your throat and say it like a human. Look. Look, Ness. Nessie. If there was a Loch Ness and she only lived there, there'd be multiple, at this point, like thousands of years ago. I'm like, she's dead? No, she lives. And I'm like, what is she? She's a a god of some type? Aye. All right. You're an idiot. (laughs) Aye. She's starving. That's the. Least amount of fish I've seen in a loch. She's immortal. On this ugly ass loch, no houses about. Nobody wants to live on it because it's grey and disgusting. And a monster lives about. Has she ever hurt anybody? Or no? 
Oh, what does she do? She pops her head up at great distances while I have only a grainy photograph. That's all I can get. <laughs> they have, have a, a 1962 Kodak. replica at the uh, gift center. Yeah, a replica. <laughs> we have sonar. We found the goddamn Titanic. Yeah, exactly. It's a lake. You'd find her. No, she's got little dens she hides about. Well, you know, you know where the pocket, pockets. You, you know exactly where her pockets are, and you can't find. No, the pockets go deep to the core of the earth. <laughs> You're all retarded. Eat your mud. <laughs> Shut up and eat your mud. I'll eat all this mud, but you're the you're the idiot. You're the non-believer. I will bill your heat. Okay. Keep with your Gaelic nonsense and just move about the looking for your dragon. It's real. Okay. This is why your country always fails, Scotland, because you go back to that stuff. And your biggest hero is William Wallace, William Wallace. rode Nessie yeah, to a battle. They fought each other. They fought each other. You know, Nessie was with England for a bit. And she come out and she said, for the king, you do it for the king. And William Wallace said, I don't do anything for that man. And they fought for hours. It's legendary. There's pictures. <laughs> they drew them. I there was a tapestry made. <laughs> they put out a tapestry. They didn't just tapestry. You didn't. Tapest anything back then. It had to have happened. Ghosts, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. What's another deal breaker for Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda Triangle, Flat Earth. What oh, about my, the uh, people that think the Mothman landing? West, West Virginia. The moon landing's fake is a tough one for me. Because <laughs> I think the first one was real, and then I, then I see their point. I start buying into that. That one makes sense to me a little more. Like, I think the moon landing was very real. Mm-hmm. I think two or three of them were very real. Then I start to wonder. India still can't do it. China still can't do it. But they can fix a laptop like nobody's business we, if they're a Dell tech support. Yeah, we're as far exactly. as the technology. We're always told we have more technology in our phones than they had for the first moonshot. Right? Yeah. And other countries are still begging us, hey, can you get us some info on how to get to that moon? We're like, nope. And that's when I'm like, did we really go? Because wouldn't we share that incredibly we're, we're lucrative that information? Us. We are. India has gone on TV and screamed out, no one will help us, and we can't figure out the last few steps. <laughs> India's dying to go, and we don't want them up there. We, I have no clue why. There are other, And why wouldn't we share it with Japan, who wants to go? They're our friends. Like, there's groups that were like, why wouldn't we have to? And we want to build, because we don't want them getting up there building first or finding something we didn't. But we don't go anymore. And we don't let anybody else go. So I start to wonder, did we really go? That one gets to me because there's some questions that make me think, why don't we still do it? I understand. Maybe we've just raked it for all it's worth. Why do the other countries all of a sudden say, well, America was there. That's never happened before. The United States went, so we're not interested anymore. That makes them want to go up more. And now we're doing space rides. Yeah, man, even more. yeah. But I mean, that, does it make sense to you that like other nations would be like, all right, What'd they do? It, it would make me more curious if I was in another country and they won't give me the info to get up there. It was just, an, and it was Russia and us battling for right. a little bit. It was a money battle. Yeah. And we had to win it or Russia gets all the, the future deals for you know contracting and money and techno- they're the technology supermen. So we figured it out before them and then they went broke and we said, all right, we don't do that anymore. And then the next big thing that we did was a shuttle that went around the earth a bunch of times. Like, what's, that's less than the thing we did 10, 15 years ago. So the the moon people? Uh, 
You give them a little I'll leeway. Give them a on that little one? credit. They can't go crazy with it. They can't have like answers. And it was filmed in a Tucson studio. You can't start going down that road. Yeah. You have to have a bunch of question marks. They're allowing suit. it uh, the international side of the space station, but they're yeah. still keeping away from the moon for some. Not even close to the moon. Yeah, it's only like a hundred miles away. It's not even that far. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, but why in the world won't we share that with like Australia? Who'd go to the moon in a heartbeat? Like, no, you guys got no business up there. And they can't figure it out on their own? Nobody's figured it out? Not one place has gone, we went up there too. None? Maybe they've passed around, you know, there's been so much stolen moon rock. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing up there. You know, you know who I think would be up there before anybody else is that Mexico. Not one person seems to want to stay in that country. I think the moon's a better option. They'd they'd make it up there, too. We don't want them up there because they will build a civilization. It'll be like in three days. They'll have all sorts of houses and trenching and definitely a sprinkler system. If there's one mention of a nugget of gold. (laughs) Well, if there's money up there, sure. But that's the thing. We came back and told them there's no money There's nothing. There's something. But there's something up there. We would tell them how to get there. We just have to figure out how to mine it without being obvious. It's weird. The moon thing, maybe. Brett, you bring that up, and I yeah. start going a little crazy myself. But I'm not going to— Got questions. But I'm, yeah, exactly. That's all I got. I got questions. I'm not going to sit and tell you I don't think it ha- didn't happen. But I have to think it didn't happen as much as we, we say it did. Now, I think after about four or five, just to rub the Russians' nose in it, we're popping those things up there every couple months. Hey, we're up at the moon again, Russia. What are you guys doing? Still failing? That's cool. I think we were just rubbing their nose in the fact that we figured it out first and then couldn't stop going. We go like eight or nine times. I don't know how many times. There's a lot of guys we got up on the moon. And then we just stopped. That's enough. Enough moon for everybody. The whole world doesn't need the moon anymore. And our human exploration curiosity died. Now it's Mars. Is it? I know we're talking about it. I don't think anybody else wants to go there. With that and there's more talk about colonization or sure on a planet that doesn't support life brilliant but that's uh india is the one that's like in on all the mars stuff we did we worked on the the uh, we definitely have the technology to get you to mars i'm like you guys can't get to the moon yet what's going on well i don't live there anymore i live with the place to go to you skip a step you got to go to the moon and then you can go to mars people but, don't realize there's a, already a call center set up in mars oh yeah thank you for calling what do you live on the sea of tranquility that is on the moon that is not my jurisdiction but i've been and it is beautiful thank you very much for calling would you like to go to Mars today? <laughs> yes. Okay. We need $1,400 billion and 88 years of your life. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, they skipped a step. But I always found that weird. I always found it strange that all the other nations and human curiosity, which is the only thing we all have in common, is a explorative kind of curiosity. We want to know. And all the other nations are like America did it. That's good. Thanks for the reports. What? Maybe hoping that we'd go broke. Well, they Expensive. thought we would. Well, that's the whole reason we did it, to yeah. break Russia trying. We knew Russia was – we didn't know they were as bad as they were. Ten years later, they're not even a place. And that goes right back to the space race. They spent all their money trying to beat us. And the winner of that thing was going to win the world. And we clearly did. England doesn't want to – like, hey, can we get a ride to the moon? Can you send one of our guys with your guys? We'll even tag along. Nope. We're not going anymore. It's weird. But look at our credit card now. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. We're still a place. <laughs> we didn't break down into like 600 different spots, although it could happen. Not we, we got good debt. We got quality. Yeah. $30 trillion of good debt. We're like millennials. We're, we're not going to pay it back. Don't worry Nobody's about it. Nobody's going to pay it. Bernie will take care of yeah. it. Or just pay off all the national debt with trips to the moon. Who wants to go? Yeah, so it's to me, that's a thing. But Loch Ness, ghosts. 
Hunger Strikes. That those are the, those. I bet you those people down there at that Hunger Striker, Nessie Ghost Bigfoot oh, believers. Yeah. Not a one of them is smart. They think they are because they studied up on voter rights. And they're making a difference from nine to six. If you want to go down there and watch them starving, it is tough. I mean Auschwitz. Nothing on these kids. You see their skin and bones from nine to six. They're walking around, moving anvils, and it's like Schindler's List Part Two oh, over there. It's Schindler's List from <laughs> nine to five. It's Schindler's List nine to five with Dolly Parton <laughs> and Liam Neeson. <laughs> We're going to starve ourselves from nine to six, Dolly. It's going to be amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, Mister Clark. Listen to me. We're hungry until six. Then we all meet at the payway. It's going to be a tough day. They tie him up. Starving nine to five. What a way to make a stupid point. Yeah, I just don't understand it, but I've been laughing all all day yesterday. I'm reading about him. I'm looking at. I want to drive down there and just and just eat and laugh. We should. We should, I, do we lunch should do. Down let's there. just let's go have lunch down yeah. there today. What do you say? After the show, we'll pile up. We'll go down there. I got to do my dog thing, and then we'll go down after and grab a pizza and hang out. Get a pie and go to Wesley Bolin and just pizza. Good. You know what we'll do? Good visual. You know oh, what yeah. never happens at Wesley Bolin Plaza in front of the Capitol? A group of dudes going, hey, guys, thanks for doing your best in there. Uh, yeah, we all think you suck as politicians, but you know what? Can't be easy. So we're just going to have lunch on the thing and give you a thumbs up today. How dare you guys? These people are making a mockery of our 96 hunger strike. Sit out there with lawn chairs and stuff and just chill. Let's do it. Are you eating a pizza with pepperoni on it? That smells not. You have pineapple on yours. It's, a, it's an affront to God. <laughs> I like I'll go down there with a three-pound block of tofu. <laughs> Yeah, your griddle's not mobile anymore, but we could go down there with your with your griddle. Oh, man. Start frying up some nine to six hunger strike. I just don't understand the world. I don't, I'm not in touch with the earth anymore at all. I just, I look at all of it and I'm just like, really? And it gets attention still to me, but I like giving them attention. I want to, I want to put a spotlight on their stupidity and absurdity. Hunger strike from nine to six. That's hilarious. Put the word out. Maybe we can get the thirty food trucks down there. Just oh, just if you're a food truck, just <laughs> with your little weird food truck horn, and they go home because it's dangerous at night. The people they're trying to help are out. <laughs> the felons are out. Yeah, take your you. You really want everybody on the light rail to have the same rights as you? Oh my God, you're insane. I don't. I want to keep a close eye on almost all of those. Like eighty percent of the light rail riders are who they're going to benefit, and I don't even know if they know how to vote. Can my imaginary dog vote too? Yeah, okay, whatever. Just get away from me. Creep. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. I'm going to go have a snack. The best the world has to offer in music, drama, and comedy. KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.